Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where really this week, we're just kind of talking about different things that we've realized over the last two and a half months, because we're 10, 11 weeks in. It's been a lot of things that, uh, I mean, we weren't prepared or would never want to do this as is, but we're here and we're in it, all the suck, all the mess, all the madness. And so things have popped up things we were not prepared for, things we couldn't have imagined. And that's really kind of some of the stuff that we just thought we'd talk about today. Yeah, it's just, it's what's top of mind, right? Right now, it's like we're two and a half months in and you just sort of start reflecting a little bit. And one of the things that I think about a lot is that I literally could never have imagined the depth of sadness when you lose a a child and like it just runs so deep. And I have said a million times when other people have faced heartbreak or loss, I, I can't, I can't imagine what that's like. Right. And it's just so that's just a thing that I have realized of like that, that statement is more true than what I, I could have ever imagined. Right. Like you say it and it's so true. But then when you're in it, it's like, oh, there's no way you could imagine this. And then it hit me the other day where Hallie had sent us a sign. I felt like she was super close of like, I'm living in that. I can't imagine right now. So I feel all the pain. I think, oh, my gosh, I could have never imagined this. And then you flip it and think, I can't imagine what it's like for Hallie now. And so it's like, are we going to get there at some point and go, oh, yeah, there's no way you could have ever even imagined what this life's like. I mean, I think so. I uh, I think that's the hope, right, is like you just see that there's an opportunity to be with her again with Jesus. And that's something we can't fathom and imagine. And she's living her best life while we're down here not. And it flips everything on its head scripturally is what Jesus came to do, right? It was to flip earth because it was, a, it's, it is, it was, and it is a corrupt place. And it was to flip it so that one day he could bring heaven back to earth. And that's the, where Hallie's living right now. It, it is nothing you can imagine because as you said, you've said this to me several times, it's like your insides are completely like changed. Sometimes they feel dead. Sometimes they're on fire. Sometimes they're, I mean, all these different emotions on your insides that you've never had before. And I don't know what to do with it when we talk about it, right? When you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to you. I just see your pain. I feel your pain, whether it's the anger, whether it's the sadness, the grief, whatever that looks like in the moment. I know for me, like right now, I just wish I'm just sad sometimes. Like, uh, I feel like I can 
see her sitting there doing our podcast on the Enneagram with Lexi there and you over here by me and we're in that room, you know, and we can't do that. And so it's super hard. A lot of things that happen that are super hard because we don't have Hallie to do it with us. So yeah, it, we, you can't imagine the pain that a parent goes through. You learn that there are people that they get it and not that they get losing a child, but they just get you in a lot of pain and they want to acknowledge that pain and they want to support you in whatever that pain looks like. God is with us. God knows the pain of losing a child as he lost his son, gave up Jesus for all of us. And as uh, our friend Lynn messaged you in the last week or so, like, Sunday's coming. And what that means for us in the church is Hallie's death for us is almost like a, a Black Friday when Jesus lost his life. And then Saturday's really quiet and sad and it's more, more you know, everyone's mourning. And then Sunday's coming. And we're clinging to the hope that Sunday's coming. That's where we're at. Easter Sunday is what we're hoping for. So, Yeah, that was super comforting what Lynn messaged me because sometimes it's hard for me to even describe how I feel. You know, I'm full on back to work. I was telling Eric earlier, it's my first like work trip. A lot of times like it almost feels like I'm trapped in my skin and I'm like, can't even describe how it feels a lot of times. And I kind of shared that with Lynn and she said, you know, only Jesus knows your depth, the pain, which sometimes is weird because it's almost was like a relief. Like I don't have to actually try to explain it. Like he knows and Hallie knows. And it's so crazy because when I'm at my lowest of lows, all of a sudden she shows up. That happens regularly. It does. And it's like um, this week was was hard and we'll get into that a little bit later. But on on the day that it was super low, here Eric sends me this message from Fringe Boutique, which is a Western store that Hallie loved that Wrangler had released their spring line, and it was called Hallie. They're writing jeans. They're writing writing jeans and spelled the exact same way as her name. Do you know how many different ways you could spell Hallie, Haley, a a bazillion, spelled the exact same way? I'm like, all right, Hallie, I know you got special powers now. (laughs) You're showing up. I got you. But, yeah, I can't imagine ring so true. It's like. Gosh, I had no idea how other people, other moms felt after losing a child. There's truly a bond. I I mean, I've witnessed with you and other women of moms that are in the club nobody wants to be a part of. Like it's it is something that only you can understand. So it's I just another area is like I a realization I had is that I just I ache for Hallie. Like I just I just ache for her. And it's hard to explain like how a death of a child just completely changes who you are. But I used to like be afraid of death. Like, oh my gosh, I would never want to die. I don't want to leave my kids. And it's just hard to even like think about it. But prior, now it's like completely flipped. Now it's almost like this countdown you get through a day and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm one day closer to seeing Hallie again. Now I never want to leave my kids, but it it completely changes your thinking that, hey, you know what? If if I pass, I pass. Or what was in the what was in church last night? 
what did he say? Oh, if I perish, I perish. Remember that? Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, that was that but was Esther. It was Queen Esther. But last in the Bible. week, yeah, last week at the crossing, we're on the series of Esther. And actually, I would say it kind of reminds me of Hallie. Like, I feel like Hallie had that mindset of like, hey, you know, it is what it is. I mean, okay, whatever. But he used this phrase like, okay, you know, she was going up against a battle and she had a decision to make. But it was, if I perish, I perish. And that it's so weird for you to be, never think about it ever. Like, oh, I never want to leave my kids. So you don't want to even think about death to being like, okay, well, you know, when, when God decides to take me, I get to be with Hallie again. And that's like not scary at all. That may be the most powerful thing we talk about today is that there's no fear of death anymore in this home. And I don't think even just like I've, I've had the conversation with Dane, our youngest child. He's okay with it. He's okay to go be with Hallie and Jesus. It is an unraveling and then a reconnection with God. I, if I go off script here, I apologize. That was weirds are out. But at the end of the day, I have watched your three and a half year journey to Christianity. We're both what I would say, we grew up in the Catholic Church. We knew Jesus. But over the last several years, you 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 get to a point where there's a, you actually know Jesus, right? That's where I started to become about 15 years ago. And, and my friend Shay and my other friends have helped me to get to know who Jesus is. I don't fear things. Like I know... I don't have that guilt complex where if I do something wrong, that I can't go to heaven. I know that if I'm clinging to Jesus, I get to go to heaven. That's how this works. And there's grace with Christ. And I've watched you over the last three and a half years since we've been going to the crossing to learn that God's grace is so powerful and God wants you to love him so much. He needs you to open your heart to him so that you know that he is Lord, master, ruler over all things. And so I've said this to so many people over the years. You were the kindest, nicest, greatest person that I know. So when I met you, I was like, and you were kind of in a point in your life where you weren't sure about faith and all those things. But I just knew from knowing you, this woman is a Christian. She's a Christian. That's what she is. She's the nicest person I know. She should be in heaven way before me. Right? That was my thought process. And watching you grow in your faith over the last several years, what has happened in the last 10 weeks is you haven't just grown in your faith. You went from being like a D student to the A plus student, okay? Like you're like the poster child now for understanding what faith really is in that we're one day closer to to Hallie. We're one day closer to Jesus. We're one day closer to heaven. We're foreigners here on this earth because it's not how God intended it to be. And so heaven is what we are supposed to strive and look for and try to get to. And that's where you have come in the last two and a half months. Um, I, I remember when it happened for me, it was when my dad died and I was 27 and I started going to the crossing and learning more about Jesus. And I just thought to myself, I want to be in heaven more than I want to be on earth. And losing Hallie reiterates that even more and allows me to have open conversations with our children about it's okay. Like Hallie's living her best life because she's better than everyone. Yeah. And, and she truly is better than everyone where we're down here suffering and sad because we're not where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be with our father in heaven in a beautiful place. And that's really where it's at. And I just, I watching you as my wife, somebody that I love so much, figure that out 
watch that change come over you, that's been special. I would just say it that way. It's been a special thing to see where your heart's at. Yeah, I um, it's been a journey. Unfortunately, I think in the dark valleys is when you really grow closer. It's when you need them. Now it's like, okay, how do you consistently have that relationship, right? I, it's it's a humbling. My relationship with Christ is so humbling because think about it this way. If you do something good at work or you win the big game, you want to take credit for that, right? The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl this weekend. And week and a half ago, Patrick Mahomes, or I guess the day this airs would be two weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes at the AFC Championship, really bad ankle. Nobody knew if he could play. And he ends up winning the game because he runs on his really bad ankle. The first thing he said in his interview was, I have to thank God for giving me the ability to play today. He thanked God. Other people on the team did not. It was, you know, talking trash, things like that. He thanked God. You and I, I think, are in a place where we're realizing everything we do is thanking God. So I make a big sale at work. I didn't do that. God allowed me to do that. One of our kids scores the winning goal or scores the winning basket. God allowed them to do that. And that's that mindset, I think, where I'm trying to go with is, is it's easy to find God when life sucks. We're here now in the suck. So it's either God or it really sucks. But in the, how do you take that? You said a minute ago, how do you take that and continue to remember it? And so when you're in the good stuff, it's continuing to give thanks, give praise to the God who is giving us the ability to do some of those really, really good things. Yeah, I think the other realizations kind of connected to that too, and it's the joy in the moments. So this is also an area of realization for me in that, you know, there's forever a permanent timeline or marker on our life. And it's the before Hallie and after Hallie, everything. I don't know how many times that comes up in conversation. Well, before Hallie, or well, this was after Hallie, but before Hallie, I felt like I was in control. And, you know, I've talked about this before on here too. It's like, create your own reality. I, I'm going to choose happy. I'm going to choose positive. You know, I'm responsible for my life. I'm responsible for my kids. And life, in my mind, life, your whole life, is meant to be finding that joy and that happiness, right? I'm in control of that. And I am to a certain extent. You make choices. There's free will. In my mind, to be really sad would be something that would rarely happen. It's true. That's fair. And you're supposed to seek out this beautiful, perfect life. After Hallie, I came to the realization, and I was actually talking to another mom that lost her child, that, well, first of all, let me just say, when this happened, I instantly realized I am not in control of a damn thing. But that beautiful life and that picture is not real. That the world is a sinful world and you are going to face disappointments. Like I face disappointments. Let's, I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but like I face disappointments, had disappointments in my life, but like in my mind, my thought process was find the good, find the good, right? And you can, you can make it happen. You can create and fix things, right? I've seen that mindset for you. And yes. I, do, I will say that it's helpful. Like it's made me a more positive person. And so I do appreciate that mindset for the positivity aspect, but it continues to be where I think you're going to go next, which is acknowledging 
that we're not in control and even as positive as we can be, it can suck. Yeah. And it's and in this scenario, it's like you are you live in sadness like there will always there will always be sadness. So then your life turns into those moments of joy. And that's that's what you look for. You accept that you're not in control. You accept that super sad things are going to happen in your life. But then you have to find those. It's not a life full of joy. You find the moments of joy. And they're out there. I mean, I've had joyful moments, but they're moments. Right. You're not the same. Dane's 12. He has said to me, Angie's the happiest person that I know, the kindest person that I know, and now she's so sad. And, I mean, we all know. We all see it. And But I think that's where, that's where you cling to Jesus and trust him, trust the process, trust that, that you will find joyful moments, that there is purpose in the pain, that God's in the story, like all the things— but that that's not going to take the sadness away. No. It's your trusting that whatever he allowed to happen, he didn't make it happen, but he allowed it to happen. I'm just trusting him that this is the way it was supposed to be. That's just the realization I came to. It's like it's not going to be this what we pictured before. We're going to move on, but, you know, it's there's going to be joy in moments, and you, you wait for the day to be with Hallie and Jesus. I, I, would, I would say this. So many people have said this over the years, and it's true. If you want to come to be a believer in Christ and you think your life is going to be great because of it, you have found the wrong thing to believe in, okay? Jesus was a man of sorrows. He's called that in the Bible so many times. He is a man of sorrows. Because he went through the worst death. He sat with those that were in pain. He tried to heal those that were in pain. He didn't try. He did. If he wanted to heal you, he healed you. Jesus is a man of sorrows. And that's what this life is. That's why God sent his only son to save all of us. And we believe that. And I do hope in some way, shape, or form, this podcast was never intended to be, we didn't come out of the gate like, oh my God, we're going to ring the bell for Jesus. This was a blended podcast about how do you blend your family how do you date someone with kids and you've got kids and you're going to make it great and it's transition? We still want to cover that. We still plan to cover challenges with kids, but we're in a season of life right now where we've lost our most beautiful Hallie. And the only way to get through that is our faith in Jesus Christ, who is a man of sorrows. And I've seen Angie find some joy in the moments, but she is a completely different woman than she was with Hallie and now after Hallie. Those are two different people. And we're just, we're learning who those people are. You're learning it. I'm learning it. Our kids are learning it. And that's, that's what it's like right now. Yeah. I mean, there's PTSD. Didn't think that was going to be a thing. It is. And it was this week. Oh my and gosh. that kind of came at us out of nowhere, right? We, I mean, again, not prepared for that whatsoever. Not prepared. Sunday evening, Summer ends up getting sick and Started not feeling good. She's never thrown up that she could ever remember. 
What did you say? She's 14 now. You said she was probably three. Maybe two or three. She's not, she does not ever remember throwing up. She's got like a phobia of throwing up. Like scares <laughs> the, she just doesn't ever want to throw up. Well, she Thought did she now. could avoid it. Thought she could avoid it. And so she starts throwing up at 7 p.m. Sunday night and literally did not stop until 3.30 a.m. There's a lot of vomit. Let's just say that. And you stepped in like the mom you've always been. You were there. You were not going to leave her side. And that's the PTSD that took us right back to the hospital with Hallie where you were not going to leave her side. You were not going to leave Summer's side. Yeah. I, I mean, I was a mess taking care of Summer that night. I just... It instantly, I I didn't sleep at all Sunday night because all I could think about was laying next to Hallie, how she felt, my arm wrapped around her waist, her skin, what she looked like, all of it. And, and you did the same thing with Summer that night. So you I slept laid in her bed Summer, and you I were... like stared at her all night, just like you keep reliving that like gut wrenching pain and and I, it's so crazy because when you lose a child they're not here anymore but like you still want to take care of them it just kept making me ache for Hallie of like I still want to take care of you and Summer's like laying there snuggled up with this bear that we had made out of Hallie's jeans and it's like I snapped a picture of her because you know you still take a picture even when it you sucks. took it you took it even when it sucks and it's like the most I thought it was cute precious picture. And then it's like, then you flip to the gratitude. You know, I'm laying there, no sleep. Summer's super sick. And then I'm like, I'm so grateful that I can take care of her, that I'm here. Because a couple weeks ago, Chase ended up with sick when he was traveling and went on a trip with his dad and bonus mom. And I ached because I couldn't take care of him. So then it's like, okay, I'm grateful, grateful that I can lay here next to summer. Um, I can attest to that. Like Chase was off with Lance and Michelle. He's got the flu thousands of miles away. And my wife is a mess that she can't take care of Chase. Uh, yeah. She was a disaster. And so then to be able to take care of summer, it was, she was grateful about the opportunity, but also going through the PTSD that was a lot of ways, uh, some similarities to losing Hallie. 10, 11 weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. And everything's a first and everything's so up in the air, weird, different. And that's where we're at right now. I mean, and then the, tr- the trauma. Here's another thing that people don't warn you about is the effects of trauma on your body. Physical, like no one tells you about that. It's actually physically painful. It's physically painful. It's not that, oh, my heart's sad. It is, it physically affects your body. Like I had no idea. If people knew what I feel like inside, I think it'd blow their mind. Yeah. It's like you're being torn apart from the inside out. Oh, That seems fair, right? Like, like there's like a grenade exploding inside of you on a daily basis, tearing you apart. It's fight or flight 24 seven. And i feel completely off and I had I had some issues before so here's the timeline you know I had issues before Hallie where I felt like my body was trying to regulate something it couldn't still trying to figure that out but then you put this on top of it I know what panic attacks or anxiety attacks feel like now and you're just emotionally and mentally completely freaking changed 
We have a completely different viewpoint on the world. Emotionally, I feel more than I ever have. Like, could be good, could be bad. You know, before Hallie, kids saw me cry one time when I messed up Summer's soccer, or her, (laughs) not soccer, when I messed up her camp camp registration. You know, that was traumatic, I thought. It's the only time my kids saw me cry. Now they see me cry all the time. Like, I'll be just driving them to school, and I'll just cry. Just have tears rolling down, or I'll be in church, and I'll just start bawling. I mean, it's nonstop. I was driving to get my hair cut the other day. Just starts freaking bawling. Can I just say I cry more in the car than I ever have? Because oh, my God. I feel – Angie and I have had this conversation in the last couple of weeks. It's – as a husband, it's really uh, – it's interesting because I want to show up strong for my wife because I know how much pain she's in. Angie and I are connected to a point where I can feel the pain coming off of her. Again, like it's the anger, the sadness, whatever that is. I feel like my job is to show up strong for her because of how much pain she's in. It's to show up strong for our kids because of the pain that they're in. And in that process, I feel like I have to hide my grief. So we recently had the conversation that I should maybe be more open with my feelings so that Angie knows how much I'm hurting. But what ends up happening is I I keep it inside and then I'll be driving I'm in sales, so I'll be traveling for work or I'll be driving to one of Carter's basketball games 30 minutes, an hour away. And in that time, I end up just bawling my eyes out because that's when I have time to actually process things and to grieve. And it's when you're driving and you're alone, that seems like a a grieving time, apparently, based on what we're. Yeah, driving alone and also when I crawl in bed. It's Yeah, that started, I mean, that first night and that's been the. It's still, you know. Here's here's the last thing I'll say about a big realization that I've never heard anybody talk about. When you are mourning the loss of your child and you're aching for your child, no one really talks about how you mourn who you were and who your family was. Mm. Like, there's no going back. And we we kind of talked about that in a different podcast around it. You you figure out what's this new family look like when you're missing someone. But, like, I look at pictures of just even a couple months ago of myself, and I'm almost mad at who I see because I think— whoa, I see her so happy. And I think, oh, my God, she's so freaking naive because that was the old me that thought this world's like a joyful world. And that, you know, here we, God brought us together and we have this crew and everybody need each other. And this was what was meant to happen. And it was so beautiful how our our families came together, which we'll always have that. But I'm talking about like when I specifically look at me because I'm just forever changed. You know, Hallie and I used to laugh all the time like, oh, my gosh, imagine what it's like whenever everybody gets married and has kids and our family is so diverse. Right. Like right. everybody has different interests, different types of people that they like. That it would always be so interesting when we have family dinners because it would just be yeah incredibly diverse, 
incredibly diverse group of people. We would laugh about that. And I just, I see how, like, happy the old me was. And I think she had freaking no idea what was coming her way. And how also, deep down, I knew, like, my heart just ached for Hallie before this happened. So I knew it. But then I was like, happy, you know, happy. And it's like, oh, my God, how stupid. How stupid was she that thought she was in control? That's that's just where I'm at right yeah. now. Like There's my, so many things in my mind. My emotions of... The two and a half months in of like looking back, like memories have popped up and I like have this big smile on my face and I'm like, oh my God, she had no freaking idea. I will say that as far as that goes, December 27th, we go to the blues game, take the kids, super fun night and we're taking pictures, right? We would always take pictures, take the picture. That's what Angie says all the time, right? And so we take the pictures with the, the family and then we take our first picture together in a month since everything had happened. And Angie said something like, well, what's, I, I don't look right. Like what's wrong. I don't, I look awful or I don't look right. I was like, you, you look beautiful. You just look sad. Yeah. My, yeah. My pictures after Hallie, I look so sad. I mean, you're sad. It, that's what it is. And I do know that you're right. That's what I try to say earlier. I think is that there is a point in time where I see you realize that you're not in control and this life is hard and it's awful and it can be good. The moments of joy that we talked about earlier, but the naive, that's a fair thing. I think, I mean, knowing you for three and a half years, here's what I would say to you. Here's what I would say to you. Your positivity is important and we need it because in this world, it is so hard without being positive and to give that positivity to the kids, it would be an unbelievable world to try to live through. But at the same time, there was a naivety to it. That you figured out now that I, I started living that when my dad died. I was 27 and I just knew like this world sucks. Like this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And I think you have people, anybody, not you, not me, everybody. It's an everybody thing has to have some kind of significant loss in their life to realize, oh, there's something way better than this, way greater than this. Because otherwise, what's the point of what we're doing? What's the point? I mean, you and I are never going to do anything that they're going to talk about in the history books 200 years later. I mean, maybe, but okay, 500 years later, probably not. And so the whole point is that we live an eternity and an afterlife with Jesus. And I think that's that's the part that you figured out, that our family, our kids are figuring out, that we want to be with Hallie again. All right. We're one day closer. One day closer. One day closer. And we cling to every word that Jesus says. And every day we pick ourselves back up. It's a new day. Brush off all the dirt. Every day's new. Every day's different. And we just start climbing again. Like we talked about last week on our podcast, climbing and clawing to get to the light. Everything is right. I mean, God works everything mysteriously in the way this all happens with the podcast. And Michael last week, he's so right. We just, you're scratching and climbing. We're all in a hole. We're all digging our way out. That's life. And the people that are scratching and climbing and working their way up, those are the ones that are doing it well and keeping that positive attitude. So every day, positive, scratching, clawing, even though it might hurt, it might suck, it might feel awful, we're still scratching, we're still clawing. So next week we'll try to have a more positive. (laughs) 
I, there were some positives in here. I'll give you. Yeah, I think it's okay to be that raw because there was there there we blended that right. Maybe we could have sandwiched it better, where we got a positive and then negative and then sandwich at the end. But it's just it's where I'm at right now. It's like you start to reflect a little bit, right? And it's really settled in. Okay, this is what it's going to feel like. This, yeah. you know, you're doing an, an amazing job. I know you don't see that. But I hear it from people all the time. People are listening, like, your wife's strength is amazing. Your wife gives me strength. And they haven't even lost a child. And you're doing that. I know you don't feel it. You don't see it uh, with other people, but it's true. You really do. And and so we just keep going and scratching and climbing and one day closer to being with Hallie and with Jesus. And that's that's where we're at. That is it for this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. We hope that you have a wonderful week and God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.